MacGyver had so much fun. I didn't Dave, know it looks like you're tripping out. I've come under this. I've come under the spell of Voodoo Priestess. <laughs> Mom Lorraine give you some special candies. Is this how zombies dance? Yeah, no, nobody can see. You Eyes dancing. roll back in their head. Is that what happens? Is that how that works? <laughs> oh my God, Greg! They're just. I'm telling you right now. I wrote to you earlier in this after watching this episode, and it's just says things are just getting worse and worse and worse for the show. <laughs> the, I mean, taking the Coltons out because it was clearly season six, and we had very like youthful MacGyver who mm-hmm. didn't look tired of this, right? And then back into this, and I'm just like, these are just getting worse. This there they're, was they're getting so bad, such lack of of energy in any of this. It's like, could you see the writers' room in an episode like this? Like, all right. Okay, 131 episodes in. What are we going to do now for this episode? Oh, I know. Let's have MacGyver get into cahoots with a voodoo priestess and then put him in blackface and use a flash bomb to run away from the crowd with a zombie. Perfect. Let's do that. That sounds good. That sounds great. Welcome to Mullets and Memories. I'm your host, David Gregory Champa. I am your host, Gregory Michael Klein. This is Mullets and Memories, episode 131. Today, Greg and I will be discussing season seven, episode six, Walking Dead. Isn't that a TV show right now? I believe there's a the in the front of it, but oh. yes, it is So indeed. I think that it should basically be, they find like at the end of The Walking Dead, they find that the reason that there are so many zombies is that it's MacGyver. At the end of this episode, he brought all the zombies. <laughs> You'll see. This You'll is, see this why. leads into yeah. This this leads into the beginning of yeah. walking of the Walking he, he, Dead. He's patient zero. <laughs> MacGyver is patient zero. <laughs> oh my god, that would be great if they did that. Um, I don't know, man. This episode, like I said, it's just getting they're getting weirder and weirder, and they're getting worse and worse to me. To me, mm-hmm. I just think they're they're completely out of ideas. I think this was it was full of holes and kind of dumb but i i enjoyed it and uh, probably the for the wrong reasons. i was shocked because after 131 episodes i thought i had you pegged and i thought you'd hate this well also like i at the end of it i i didn't want to do another one of those like i'll give it one to five mullets because right. i have no idea i had i was like eh right i before you question marked it yeah yeah it's like <laughs> I, i'll put up a dartboard and whatever that's fine i can argue either way if we get a five i could argue five if we get a one i could argue one but what if it landed outside the dartboard what would you do then <laughs> fair enough murdoch's got that one <laughs> murdoch's gonna take care of murdoch that and quail oh man we get well we'll talk about that at the end of this episode because we there's a quail resurgence coming up but that's not for another episode 
Greg, do we want to get into this? Sure. Do we want to follow MacGyver through the streets of Little Haiti? Oh, I sure do, because I didn't realize that's, I guess, where he lives. I don't know if that's where he lives or if he was just passing through the Little Haiti district. After a hockey game. It, like it was like a street hockey game. Okay, so the, the, the episode comes up on MacGyver with that music, uh, walking down uh, uh, the street, the sidewalk, in what we learn to be is Little Haiti. Yeah. He has his bag of hockey equipment, and he's just been playing hockey. Yeah. And is going into a store. Because um, he wants to... He's trying to get... He, he's been taking medicinal advice from Mama Lorraine, and apparently MacGyver took a shot to the neck, and he needs yeah. whatever this herbal remedy is from Mama Lorraine to help the pain in his neck. Shot to the neck with a hockey puck. No bruising. He's fine. MacGyver's a nardog. The, I mean, we'll get it because there's something that happens before it, but like... Well, clearly the pain in his neck is not bad after what happens. Well, after, you know, MacGyver being shot in the stomach, his hands being burned and being knocked out probably 400 times, you know, a hockey puck to the side of the neck is nothing. Uh, yeah, he's got, I mean. He's like, he, oh, what was that? A mosquito? Whatever. Just It's like Superman's skin. It's just like, just like reflect, yeah. deflected. Yeah, it's kind of right sore, though. So before MacGyver gets into this little corner store, uh, we meet a man named uh, Concasseur. <laughs> oh, God. Concasseur. He is threatening the owner of the store, Denise. Now, he's looking over these like protest signs, and he is demanding that Denise pay him in return for protection over the store, her life, the city, all of this, you know, whatever you want to call it. And he's really against the fact that wherever these protest signs came from, he does not want this happening. Well, this, he knows where they came from. He doesn't want this happening. Right, Because... Right. Uh, there's a woman named Shireen. She is the niece of the owner, Denise. The niece of Denise. Ugh, Denise's so, niece. So she arrives. Shireen arrives and tells Concasseur <laughs> to get out before she calls the police. He's like, okay. And so right. I love this. So Concasseur leaves and warns Shireen, if you don't watch yourself, I'm going to bring Baron Samdi to you the next time I pay a shop this visit. I was like, oh. You pay Barrett. a shop this visit? The next time I pay the shop a visit. Okay. Greg, I'm tired. <laughs> well, it's funny because he says it on the way out, basically threatening her. He's like, okay, you've made your choice. Right. But the next time we meet, it'll be with Baron Samdi. Baron Samdi. Right. I love that name. It's great. It's fantastic. So this is where MacGyver comes in, and he doesn't really know what's just happened. This is where he asks for the the, the herbal remedy from Mama Lorraine because he got the shots of the neck. Um, Shireen grabs her posters and she's headed out to a protest rally. And as she leaves, Concasseur and his men get out of their car, grab Shireen and kidnap her. Mm-hmm. And MacGyver hears her screaming. He runs out into the street to see what's going on. Concasseur and his men drive away, almost plow over MacGyver. MacGyver dives and rolls halfway <laughs> across the street when he tries to stop them. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how's that neck pain, MacGyver? How's that neck pain, buddy? Good. I think it's funny because he... Um, he was all like not MacGyver, the other dude, the other dude, Concasaur, Concasaur, yeah, Concasaurus Rex, yes, <laughs> fine. <laughs> he was all like, you know, being sneaky and being really, uh, you know, melodramatic about on oh, the next time we meet. So they just decide to abduct her immediately in broad daylight, right then, in front of the steel drummers and all these people like dancing on the streets. She's right. screaming bloody murder, like help me, help me. Yeah. No one's doing anything because apparently. Comes to find out that everyone is terrified of Concasaur and his men. They're just they don't mm-hmm. want to step up mm-hmm. and do anything to sort of stop them from doing these things. Yeah. And as Concasaur drives away, we see him come out the window and he throws a 
uh, what is referred to later on as a Voodon doll mm-hmm. on the ground. MacGyver picks it up and goes in and hands it to Denise, yeah. who is immediately like petrified of what she has seen. So we cut to Sergeant Rudley, who we've seen before. He's like he's just like the requisite cop of this season. He's shown up a couple times. He's such a dink, though. He's really kind of like, yeah, I'm sorry she was abducted, but nothing we can do. I mean, if her aunt won't even say anything about who took her, there's nothing we can do. Right. Yeah, we'll try. There's been three kidnappings in, in, in Little Haiti in the past month or in the past year. Yeah. Eh, yeah. I'm sorry. We'll do what we can. Yeah, but like, Everybody's too intimidated of these people yeah. to, to testify. So I, we'll give it our best shot. But, you know, all right, thanks. Thanks for your help, MacGyver. Yeah. He's what like, the fuck did MacGyver do? He's like, thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, she's probably, you know, he's thinking, eh, she's probably dead, but eh, oh well. All right, well, thanks for your help anyway, MacGyver. Right. MacGyver's like, hey, no problem. Okay, You're, bye. Yep, see ya. <laughs> see ya, bye. So, so Rudley leaves and MacGyver is kind of like, kind of pressing Denise a little bit like, hey, what, what exactly just happened? Like, what the shit just went down? Right, and there's like no, there's nothing really going on. Right. Like, that cop came and left and MacGyver's just like, Okay, now what? Yeah, now like, what? Everyone's they're not going to do anything. Right. Three kidnappings including your niece. You know, and now I'm thinking like so MacGyver goes back in. Obviously the cops aren't going to do anything. And we just came from an episode with the Coltons. I'm like, call the fucking Coltons. They'll find her. Seriously, this seems like something the Coltons would so dig on. Right. Like a freaking voodoo cult in Little Haiti? Isn't that awesome? Fucking yes. Yes. Jesse would be like, what the fuck? And then Billy would be all over it, and Frank would just be like, I love this grass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he wouldn't actually go in. He would no. just like wander around outside with Frog. Right, with Frog. <laughs> hey, Froggy. Oh, shit. Froggy ate some bad mushrooms or something. I don't know. Frog flies away. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> like the ass blasters in, um, in uh, Tremors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Denise tells MacGyver that Concasur is is uh, he he's with a group called the Tonton Makut. Mm. They are the uh, former secret police of Haiti, and uh, Concasur works works for them specifically. And for some reason, I got a chuckle out of MacGyver trying to say the word Tonton Makut. Tan Tan Makout, because she says it like he works for the the, the Tonton Makut, and MacGyver's like. The fuck is the Tonton Makut? I know, <laughs> like, right? just the way he said it. He doesn't even try to like <laughs> f- pronounce it correctly. Mom, she doesn't care. She's like, eh, yeah, whatever. She's like, all right, fine. So apparently, Concasor and his men they moved to Little Haiti a little while back, and they're using their connections to the Tonton Makut to take over the neighborhood. You just did it. I did. I'm gonna I'm gonna MacGyverize everything now. And they left the Voodoo doll as a war- <laughs> <laughs> as a warning. Yeah. To like basically like don't step to us or bad things will happen to you. Okay. So MacGyver, with the Voodoo doll in hand, goes to see Mama Lorraine. And the first thing MacGyver does, so MacGyver's like in the waiting room because Mama Lorraine is like doing an herbal remedy to a guy with headaches. Yeah. And this guy leaves and MacGyver, first thing he does, he comes in and he makes fun of Mama Lorraine and her practices. Like he picks up like, like, a, like a vial and he like sniffs it and he goes... Wow! Oh man! <laughs> I, I, and Mama Lorraine's like, dude, are you fucking serious? Yeah, and he's like, you know, if he has a headache. Maybe he should go to a hospital. What if someone came in here really sick? And she's like, I'm not a doctor, right? I do sp- uh, spiritual. What's a uh, spiritual? Um, How did she say? In spiritual healing? Sp- almost. Oh, wait a minute, I wrote it down. Spiritual advising. Yes. And and basically in this scene, Max like that's bullshit. He's saying that's bullshit, right? And she's basically she's like, it helps people and. It's it's like I'm not a doctor, right? But it, it, 
it's doing something. Yeah. And if someone was really ill, I would I would send them to a hospital. Right. But MacGyver's like, yeah, MacGyver's so like he's so against everything that goes with that. He just doesn't he doesn't believe in any of this stuff. Like right. this voodoo practice and the religions and stuff like this. Like he's like, this is all bullshit. But he's, like, he's and, but shit. he's also like not. Huh, this is one thing about MacGyver that I don't think would have been in like the first season. You know, he's no. Like, oh gosh, he's no. Pretty obviously, like, yeah, I know what I like, I know what I believe, and I'm gonna kind of like look at everything very skeptically, right? Um, Absolutely. But then again, he has been hit on the head a thousand times, and yeah. uh, he's had everybody he's ever known die he's in his gotta life. Have so. some sort of brain damage. So, so Mama Lorraine tells MacGyver that Concasor basically, with him focusing on the evil of Vudon. Basically, what he's doing is a sacrilege. Yeah. So she treats both sides as like between good and evil. Like yeah. she doesn't really side with one or the other. Um, and she tells MacGyver that Concasor has placed a curse hmm. on Shireen. And for more, basically, she's like, for more information, she's like, I suggest you talk to Doctor Red Emptor. Thought <laughs> so you're gonna go into like a commercial. For more information, send twenty five dollars into a stamp self addressed self addressed stamped envelope. Yeah, well, that's kind of blah, 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 blah. what it was. She was like, well, you're gonna want to talk to Doctor Red who is Shireen's professor at the university. Oh, oh, of course, the University right. of Little Haiti. So they meet with this professor, and when okay, when it came up on the screen. I, he like you see the professor for the first time, like kind of obscured through like glass or something right, like right, that. Right. I'm like, oh shit, is that Booker? It looked like him. It really. I was like, it wasn't the same actor. I'm like, man, it definitely looked I was like. like Damn, Booker. wouldn't that have been mm-hmm. awesome if it was the same actor or Booker comes back from the dead? That would make sense based on the episode. I know, right? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Absolutely. And, and MacGyver like has a meltdown. Oh my god, that would. And the whole the whole rest of the season uh, ends uh, with MacGyver in a in an asylum. From this point forward, every episode after this mm-hmm. was in his head because post episode of the, post this episode he ends up in this yeah he right goes to the asylum that'd be amazing he's, he's fashioning the end of his life oh god <laughs> so Redemptor tells MacGyver and Mama Lorraine that Shireen has been protesting the Haitian dictators and basically Concasor wants to silence her wants her to stop doing that like that's mm-hmm. just not in line with what Concasor wants. Uh, MacGyver mentions to Redemptor that Concasur <laughs> mentioned a gentleman <laughs> by the name of Baron Samdi. Baron Samdi. Now I'm just gonna uh, say it's a real a real thing. Yeah. Oh, it is absolutely. Baron Samdi, yeah. Um, he explains that Samdi is basically like the Lord of the Graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's the keeper of the graveyard. He's the Lord of the Dead and the Undead. And MacGyver was just like, um. What what does that mean? And Mama Lorraine goes, Zombies, MacGyver. And He's like, What? Like, zombies? Zombies. Yeah. And Gee, I, zombies, that's I, bullshit. And I love this because MacGyver really questions whether zombies are real. And he's like, Well, zombies, zombies aren't real. R- right? Yeah. He's like, They're not real, right? And they're all like, Well, you know, it's a it's a state of like living death in a way. Yeah, exactly. And so Concasor is apparently he's he's adapting the Voodoo religion for his own means. And he uses a drug that can induce a coma state to create a person who appears to be a zombie. Oh. Um, basically, it slows their pulse down to a crawl, so you can't feel it. It slows their heartbeat down to a crawl. Mm-hmm. And basically, you can't tell that this person is alive, save for the fact that they're still moving. <laughs> right. But they're not actually showing any other signs. Right. Um, 
So Conquistor, we cut to him, and he brings Shireen to a gentleman named Colonel Devro, who is the head of the local Tonton operation. Oh, Dave. <laughs> so she basically kind of like gives him the big old fuck you and was like, You're corrupting the Vudan religion. You don't know what you're doing. This is not what you mm. this is not what we stand for. Mm. Devro was just like, Well, I'm merely bringing peace to my people. That's all I'm trying to do. And so he opens up this little tiny canister of powder and he blows this powder into Shireen's face. Yeah. And Shireen almost immediately collapses into into a fake coma, basically. She's still alive. Pretty damn fast. But she's not breathing and she has no pulse. When I f- first saw this guy walk in, I'm like, oh, it's Sammy Davis Jr. It looked like him. He ha- kind of had the same swagger. I was about to, you know, yeah. He's another that guy. Yeah. His name is Antonio Fargus. Yeah. And he's done a lot of stuff, a lot of horror type uh-huh. stuff. I think horror. I got an amazing face. Oh, and absolutely! Great, like expressions. Smoking and, a cigar in almost every scene he's in. Yeah, I thought. I. I mean, I really liked him. Oh, I thought he was great. Absolutely. I, I was like, I could watch a movie with that guy as like a main villain. Oh, he was. That'd be amazing. He was absolutely fantastic. So MacGyver and Mama Lorraine are back at her shop, and MacGyver is examining the doll, which I think is phenomenal because, like. MacGyver is giving no shits about the fact that this is a, like this is part of like the Voodoo religion. He's just like cutting into the doll. He's like yeah. cutting shit out of it. like pulling dirt out of the inside of the doll, like right. examining everything. And I'm like, and after Mama Lauren's like, that thing's a piece of junk. <laughs> like I don't want that around here, right. pretty much. And he's like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So MacGyver like he pulls out a little bit of the dirt, and it's like really oily. And he mm. realizes that this the only place that this could have come from is like a dried out riverbed. And the oil turns out to be like turbine oil. and Yeah, he's like, this is the, the kind of oil that's in small engines or generators. How the fuck do you know that? Like turbines. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, I guess. You know that from the oily dirt. If, okay. you, if you've tasted enough oil in your life, which I'm sure you have, I'm you sure could probably identify he, it. He tastes a lot And he's trying to think, and Mom Lorraine actually says it. She's like, turbines, huh? Turbines, like generators, right? And he's like, huh, yeah. What about the old abandoned blah, blah, blah dam? Yeah, whatever the old the Liberty Dam. <laughs> Liberty Dam, right, because every town needs a Liberty Dam. Of course. Just like this town has an abandoned freaking military facility that, you know, was <laughs> just used in the episode ago. <laughs> That's they right. have an abandoned dam. You know, I think that sure. they should go around and actually secure these places so people don't start hanging out. They're a little dangerous. Right, exactly. The only thing this place that little Haiti needs is a pump house. <laughs> Oh, the pump house. <laughs> oh, we going down to the pump house. We're going to go down to the Liberty Dam. Then we're going to go to the pump house. Then we're going to go down to the Voodoo. <laughs> That's like, down, walking down the strip in Vegas. <laughs> so MacGyver and Mama Lorraine, they go to the old Liberty Dam. They go to the pump. Uh, they go to the Liberty Dam. They go to the pump house. Oh. And they see Conquistor. Oh, the pump house. Is that your Ben Stein? The oh. pump house. Um, we're going to go downtown. And we're going to go to the pump house. <laughs> that was a little off. <laughs> that was good. I love it. <laughs> so they see Concasaur, like down a little bit lower, and he's holding, there's like a big Voodoo ceremony going, going on. In broad daylight. In broad daylight, absolutely. Next to the abandoned dam. Come to find out that Concasaur, in a prior life, was a torturer in Haiti for Colonel Devro. What a Like, bitch. that was his job. Jesus like, he would Christ. fucking torture people. Yeah. And so they're all gathered around. Like, the worshipers are there. Concasaur is there. I think Devro is there at one point. They're gathered around Shireen, who has actually been placed inside a coffin. Now, Mama Lorraine tells MacGyver that we kind of explained it a little earlier that the drug that she was that she inhaled through the powder 
induces a death-like coma, mm-hmm. leaves the victim conscious but paralyzed, and that apparently Sharon, Sharon, Shireen, Sharon, Sharona only has a few hours to live without the antidote. Because yeah. of course, you know, of course, there's an antidote. Yeah, like doesn't really know. She's like, I don't know, but depending on the dosage and whatever they're doing, a couple hours maybe. Absolutely. So Mama Lorraine. Basically, she starts. So the worshippers are getting ready. They 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 got the the coffin. They're walking it into the into the dam, wherever the, they've set up this like whole like the, there's a sanctuary in there for yeah. for them to like dance and praise and worship in. And Mama Lorraine starts to join them, and people know who she is. So she comes in and she starts distracting the guard because she's she keeps the guards back turned. So MacGyver can like jump down behind him and sneak mm-hmm. in to the dam because she's like you know it's going to be difficult i have no problem getting in there but you might not fit in so well right he's like okay not a problem i'll get in though don't worry about it and that's exactly the so like mama lorraine like tries to she keeps the guard distracted by trying to fix his tie essentially she gets the tie fixed as macgyver runs in and mama lorraine goes in she goes in to join the ceremony and macgyver heads off to look for shireen and i love this line from macgyver because macgyver Mama Lorraine basically like tries to dissuade him again, and and Max like no 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 I am dying to meet this Samdi. Yeah, it's like he's like yep I'm gonna go meet Baron Samdi. I'm gonna do it. Absolutely. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. So he goes one way. Mama Lorraine goes the other way. She enters the main chamber, and Concasur is there and greets her immediately. He's very happy to have her there, and he's hoping that maybe today will be the day that he will convince her to lend her authority to this ceremony, and like she'll join the group, she'll join mm-hmm. the voodoo, like she'll join the the, the evil side. Yeah, it'll of- lend credibility and all that stuff, She's right? Like, you know, everybody respects you; they know who you are. Thank you for being here. She's like, well, I just you know came to te- check things out. You know, I've never been to one of your you know ceremonies, so I had to see. Yeah, I had to see for myself. And he's like, all right. And I mean, she's so smooth. Yeah, that like people obviously like she said to MacGyver like I will fit in, and she yeah. clearly does. No one questions the fact yeah. that she's there out of the blue because this yeah. is they even mentioned earlier that like this is the first time they've seen her, mm-hmm. but no one questions that this is the first time they've seen right. her because they've been trying to get her to be a part of this mm-hmm. for a really long time. So then we see Devro dressed as Baron Samdi. He's got the tuxedo on, mm-hmm. the cigar, and he's got like his face is painted like a skeleton. Mm-hmm. And he enters the chamber, and he starts calling upon the worshippers to basically support him. Well, he enters the chamber via flash pot and smoke. Yes. Poof, and just appears out of the... And they're all... I was going to say one more. Okay, so he enters the chamber. So they're in in an abandoned power facility in a dam, right? Yep. They have built an entire theater in there. Oh, yeah. They have a stage with curtains and lights. Sure do. Power. Everything. Absolutely. Might as well be in a mine with power. Why not? Or, or, or a cannery. There's power in abandoned canneries. There's pe- everything abandoned in MacGyver always has power. There's no question about that. So he asks them to support. Who does he? I can't remember what he says. He asks them to support someone. Like he says, like Papa Doc or something like that. Papa Doc? Or what does he say? I don't remember. I can't remember what he says. Basically to support your community and support us. Right, and turn against the enemy. Right, the enemy is everybody who isn't with us. Exactly, exactly. So that's what he's basically calling them to do. Basically, you know, saying like you, you've been exiled to a, an unfriendly land, you know, you had to move your roots, you had to leave your home, but we're going to try to rebuild that here with our beliefs and right. our structure. Right, exactly, um, exactly. So he wheels, they wheel out Shireen in the coffin and he says that Shireen is currently with Baron Samdi, mm. like at this very moment, and that he will bring her back 
as his servant. When she is, when he is ready to bring her back to the living, she will come back as his servant. Mm. Um, and so the opening ceremony. But he says it in the first person. She'll be back as my as servant. my servant because he is yeah. Baron Samdi at this point. Yeah. And so the the ceremonies conclude. The curtain closes, and MacGyver like walks right up to Shireen uh-huh. and like kind of tries to revive her. And I'm like, like I know that you don't believe this shit, MacGyver. But good God, can you please listen to someone? Like, right, right. This is a coma like state. There's no. She's not going to come back from right. you just being like. Give her like, a little tap on the come cheek. Come on, wake up, wake up. But then you get a first-person view from Shireen's perspective. Yeah. And it's all kind of blurry, but she can see MacGyver and hear him. Yeah. But she can't do anything. It's like Get Out. Did you see Get Out? No, I haven't yet. Okay, there's a scene in the Get Out and Get Out with the with the dark place <laughs> yeah. where the main character, like, he falls into the dark place of just, like, his subconscious where he can see everything that's going around him but has no control over what happens outside. Awesome. Because he can't actually control his body. Yeah. And so that's what I kind of felt like. Like, she's in this dark place. Yeah, she can see what's going on, mm-hmm. but have has absolutely no control over her facilities. Can't move any part Te- of her. Body. Terrible, terrible. But her hands are like across her chest, so I have no idea how they're there. Maybe just like right stiff. Maybe yeah. But she's standing and she's not collapsing. But she's like rigid. And I love this scene. Actually, this this I will say that I might actually bump my mullets up because I had forgotten about this scene. So at one point, MacGyver's trying to get her to kind of like come back into it, and we see this one tear. Running down her cheek, but not before. This it happens just after he takes out a Swiss Army knife and opens the blade and holds it under her nose. Yes, to see if she's breathing, and right. there's nothing. Right, and then he—that's when he thinks that she's dead, and yeah, and that's where he sees the tear. And I uh, thought that was really well shot. I'm like, really man. well done. Yeah, and then Mama Lorraine comes out. And you can hear her really trying to break out of this dark place. Right. Because she starts like mumbling and like grunting right. and like moaning like. Yeah, and Mama yeah. Lorraine's like, don't make any noises. You can't do that right now. Don't do that. So it's like, all right, that was kind of cool. Like yeah. she had just enough power like Shireen did to almost break out of that dark place. You right, know, right. So I thought that was really cool. So I might. I might be willing to go up. All right. I forgot okay. that that scene actually kind of moved me a little bit more than yeah. Because MacGyver's know? like this is where MacGyver's really starting to question. Like, what is this? Is this actually spiritual or is this drug induced? Right. Right. Exactly. He, and it's good because he doesn't know. Right. And no sooner is he thinking that than uh, Concasur and Devro find them. And, to Devereaux. And Concasur is like holding MacGyver's arms back, and Devereaux basically does what he did to Shireen and blows powder mm-hmm. into MacGyver's face and basically says, MacGyver, you are now one of the undead. Yeah. Basically, and I got to tell you, MacGyver obviously has way more willpower and physical stamina than Shireen because he yeah. is holding on for dear life. Right. It's not kicking in as fast. Because Mama Lorraine tells him, like, slow down your breathing. Don't panic because that's just going to spread the drug faster. And so you can see MacGyver, like, really start to slow himself down. But he yeah. is holding on. He's he, doesn't, like, he doesn't actually make it to that comatose like state. When, uh, it's like when Indiana Jones drinks the uh, drinks the fluid in, um, in uh, Last, Temple of Doom. The Temple of Doom, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mogadam, sugaram. Yes. Yeah, and he drinks that stuff, and he like goes into the black sleep of Kali. Yes. Pretty awesome. That's kind of. But man, MacGyver was holding on for dear life, literally. Yeah. So Devro basically says like, "There's nothing you can do to help MacGyver. However, I can help you cure him if you join our cause." She's like, "What?" And Mama Lorraine kind of has her hands tied and has no choice but to All like right. agree to this. And I like this because. We see Mama Lorraine as she's agreeing, but she stalls. Yeah. She's stalling for time every time we see her from this point forward. Mm-hmm. But not before before she leaves with Concasur and Devro. 
she like slips MacGyver this herb mm-hmm. to help him like resist the drug. Yeah, basically, she just says, a little longer. This will help you. You chew it all when you get a chance, but you will need a lot more to save your life. Right. So like, oh, okay. And so they put MacGyver in a coffin, and then they put him back in the back of a truck. Yeah. And these two, just these two thugs, yeah. just drive away with him. And so MacGyver has enough left in his body to lift the herb up and chomp it. And it takes effect almost instantly. Right, he's like, Because all of a sudden his body comes back and he's moving right. his hands around. So the coffin is like sliding back and forth in the back of the truck. <laughs> Awful. And MacGyver, like, he pu- he pushes a knot out of the wood in the coffin. Right, yeah. And through the hole he can see that there's like a piece of, there's a rope uh-huh. just like swinging. So he got his hand out and as the coffin gets closer he kind of gets his finger out to try to grab it yeah because it's sliding all over the floor of the truck and he's right. like getting close to the string or the rope and he's getting further away and i wrote whoa they wasted a lot of time on this rope through the knot hole scene right like they spent a lot of time on it right because then he gets it in and then he has to like pull it in really slowly because he's still weak but eventually he gets the rope through he ties it off so that it won't go back through the hole and so that when the um when the coffin goes to the other side of the truck the rope will pull taut and then rip the side off the coffin, which is exactly what it does. I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, I, I thought liked that was. It. I thought that was nice. And he he like kicks the side of the coffin open a bit. Now that it's been broken, he kind of gets out, and he's all like, "It looks like he's drank a fifth of whiskey." He's just like, oh, like stumbling and like all blind, drunk almost. Yeah. And he gets and he finds a shovel. It just happens to be in there because they're going to bury him. Yeah, that's, that's the point. They're going to put him in a coffin and bury him. Um, he finds the shovel that's in the truck, and it's a box truck, so no one can see what's going on. And he starts smashing the shovel on the wall that's against the cab of the truck, so the driver and the the passenger hear it. And they're right? Like, what the hell is that? Right? It's great. It's really awesome. And so they so they stop the truck and they open up the back, and MacGyver's just sitting at the edge of the coffin with the when he's holding both ends of the shovel, and he just like bang, and he drills both of them at the same time in the face, right? And knocks them unconscious, and then. <laughs> This is where I'm like, cut the shit. So this drug that MacGyver, the herb that MacGyver has taken, is enough for him to drive a van all the way back to Mama Lorraine's. And you can, I mean, like a big truck. It's a big truck, and you can see like he's still struggling. Like he's rubbing his eyes. He's really struggling to drive. But he makes it all the way back, and then at the end, when he gets back to Mama Lorraine's, you see him just like barrel into these trash barrels. He drives like into her driveway or in, at her store or her or wherever her her house. I guess he's in her house. Yeah, um, just like hits all the the trash cans that are in the back of the parking lot. Right. But I'm like, how did he make it there without getting pulled over? He I must have, have no been like idea. weaving all over the I road. Know. I mean, it's like, oh my God, Mac. Unless that's... the cops in Little Haiti are too scared of of, of uh, Tonton Macute. And they recognized his truck and no one pulled him over. That's probably exactly, I bet yeah. you that would be what it yeah, was. Maybe. So he gets inside and he, he cuts off more of Mama Lorraine's plan. He like he grinds it with the with the porter, the porter, the mortar and pestle. The porter and messel. The porter and messel. And he just starts like, oh. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like, uh, like, Freddy, like uh, Gordy and Freddy got fingered. He's eating the spread. Oh, 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 um. um. Yeah, he like stuffs his mouth full. And he's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> And again, like that takes effect. And he's up and he's about and he's moving around. He still feels like shit. But he's like, oh. it's like now he's like incredibly hungover. Right. So he hears somebody moving around in the house. And he turns around and it's it's the doc, Dr. Redemptor. From the university. Dr. Redemption. Redemption. 
Turns out he's been working with the Concasseur all the time. What a dick. What? This sort of shit's been happening too often in these episodes. Like, you get a character who's on the inside, who's all friendly, and then he turns out to be a total dickbag. Right. In the third act, then, yeah, they turn turn against everyone. And that's exactly what he does. He goes into the house because he's been sent to recover the Voodoo doll to bring back to Devro, and he pulls a gun on MacGyver. And MacGyver's like, what the fuck? Like, Fuck, what the man. shit is going on with my life? And so he doesn't really do much. I mean, they're kind of cordially talking to each other. MacGyver kind of sits back down at the table. Yeah. And the doctor's like, you know, this is... He starts explaining what the chemicals are just kind of like for fun. Right. He's like telling MacGyver, you know, this is blah, blah, blah. This is blah, blah, blah. I forget what the chemical was. I can't remember what it was. But it's basically the same kind of... Um, chemical that's in a puffer fish or a blowfish yeah yeah and the doctor had some of those in his office yeah so it's like this really strong like neurotoxin that it once blended correctly basically can shut you down without you killing you i suppose that's yeah yeah, that sounds about right anyway yeah and macgyver's like well that's great yeah and so the doctor's like yeah well i gotta call this in and you're gonna get we're gonna let his death squad or whatever figure out what to do with you right and this is where macgyver's like sitting there and he's looking he sees a, like the bowl on the table it's full of mom lorraine's flash powder yeah that she uses in her rituals right and so he, i guess basically he just grabs a handful of it throws it down at the doctor's feet and then bull rushes him and knocks him out with one punch as usual of course with enough strength and then teabags him just for good measure. Of course he does, because it's MacGyver's signature. Bam! Every serial killer has to have a signature. Every bah. MacGyver bah. Bah. Has, to teabag. MacGyver has to teabag everyone he knocks out with a fist. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. MacGyver can do what he wants. He can do what he He's wants. He's given up on the part as it is. Totally. So, so we get a little scene of Mama Lorraine like stalling for time. She's basically just like really dragging out this ceremony as long as she can like she's preparing before she has to go quote unquote on stage and put on a show right because he wants all the people from little haiti to realize that she's the real deal and that they're they're the legit power in the area and all that shit yep um yeah so she's like you know what you can't rush me don't come down here and tell me to go faster the very air you breathe down here could kill you right and and that's enough for concasor to just be like he's like okay all right and he kind of he holds his breath though. You see him on the way out. He's like, <laughs> "I saw that. That was great." I'm like, "You you know that? I guess. I mean, you're a believer on some degree, but you know that you're putting on a show. But he's still like, he's still superstitious. Absolutely, absolutely. So we get MacGyver back outside, and he's now back to the dam. The same guard is standing outside, and MacGyver like tosses the Voodoo doll behind him, mm-hmm. behind the guard, and the guard turns around, and it's enough of a distraction for MacGyver to just like drop himself down on top of the car. Like swoop down and knock him out by kicking him in the chest. As he usually does, the guard's down for the count. Yeah. What I think is funny, though, that all the people MacGyver knocks out or disarms, he doesn't really do anything with. No. The only time I remember him tying anybody up was, I think, in the first season where that Piedra episode, the last episode of the first season. Yes. Where he uses the the, the knot on his robe, the, the monk's robes. like the Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To actually tie someone up with. You never see this happen. He like, doesn't really do that a lot right. anymore. If you punch someone out who's got a machine gun, take the gun and pu- take the bullets out of it and throw it someplace. Like, But, but no, no, you just leave no. them passed out on the floor so they can wake up and grab their weapon and keep going. Nope. So MacGyver gets back into the dam, and he's heading towards the main chamber, and we have this really, really drawn-out scene of him setting up for a MacGyverism. Like, I I loved this, because I there, do, yes. there was no dialogue, and MacGyver's crawling all over the place under in these tunnels and underneath this makeshift stage that they built. 
um, basically he found like all these oil drums, hence the oil from that and the dirt in that little doll. Right. Um, basically, he made a wedge out of a brick and started leaning all these oil drums up so that when the brick was removed, they'd all ro- roll down this tunnel. Yeah. Um, so he's like prepping all of that. Spent a lot of time prepping that. Like the this camera doesn't leave him. It shows the entire yeah. setup. I thought it, I loved it. Oh, it was great. And so this is actually so this is happening concurrently with another with the other event, which is Mama Lorraine finally taking the stage. And again, she's really drawing it out. And so she starts getting ready to revive Shireen. Mm-hmm. And she's like doing this chant and she's bringing, you know, she's trying to bring Shireen back to life. She's like rubbing her temples with this whatever this stuff is, <sighs> trying to bring her back to life. And we see a few moments like her fingers, like Shireen's fingers are coming back to life. Yep. She's really starting to like get back her faculties. Mm-hmm. Um Devro is down below the trap door, getting ready to make his entrance as Baron Samdi, and so MacGyver has finished setting his thing up. He comes through, and he gets ready to go down. He finds the trap door, and so he gets ready to go down below it, and he hears Devro come in, and he kind of goes back up and watches him for a second, and he sees Devro go back out of the way, and he goes, so MacGyver goes down and hides, and when Devro gets ready to go up to make his entrance... Like climbing up the ladder. Climbing to go up on. the ladder to go to the trap door. I love this. So MacGyver gets down underneath him, but rather than grab his legs, grabs the bottom of the ladder and th- whips it back and slams Devro into the back and then slams him forward. And I like this because the cigar <laughs> yeah. hits the wall in the in right. front of him and just like <laughs> just his puff of embers. Yeah, it's amazing. Sl- like just jerks him around on the ladder, knocking him out. Like it was, but it great. was great. He, he, Knocks him in the back of the head, and then when the ladder falls forward, his face slams on the wall with a cigar. It was just I thought it was good. It was cool. So here we go with not only MacGyver's weird timeline, but we also sort of like the Dalton effect as well, where like just time is a relative at this point. So Concasaur is getting a little nervous because Devro has not made his entrance yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not on time, and he sends just one of his one of his assistants to go and investigate. But before he can do that, we see a big flash bomb, and Baron Samdi walks out in front of the microphone, uh-huh. and he starts talking about how Concasur was a traitor to the Vudan, and you're th- I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking MacGyver. <laughs> MacGyver has somehow, in the little time that we that we cut away, has donned the tuxedo of Baron Samdi, painted his face like a skeleton, and gotten his hair underneath this hat, <laughs> all in the time enough for him to get up the trap door, throw a flash bomb, and then enter as Baron Samdi. Yes. That's fine. I, th- I-, I can buy that. O- okay. That's totally fine. So you're not going to question how he got that fucking makeup on so fast? Why should I? It doesn't Good matter. Good point. It doesn't fucking matter. It's totally just the MacGyver slash Dalton effect. Like, time is a relative in this series it, at this point. Irrelative or irrelevant? Irrelevant end of... <laughs> yes. I love it. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought... I mean, this is kind of where it got a little hokey. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. This is a little... And he's like, he's not even, like, convinced. And I can't tell if it's MacGyver that didn't want to be giving that speech or Richard Dean Anderson that didn't want to be giving that or speech. Or just that he didn't want to be dressed up like Baron Samdi. He looked so awkward on he stage like in he, this scene. It's just like, ugh. So stiff and forced, like, trying to give this whole speech about how, like, he's everyone needs to denounce the evil Voodoo and, like, Concasaur is a traitor to everyone. And, like, he seems so uncomfortable trying to give this speech. And his voice was dropped. Right. a couple of registers to try <laughs> to... And, like, Mama Ooh. Lorraine's like, MacGyver, what are you doing? 
It's like you're in way over your head. And he knew he was. Yeah. And so Concasaur and his men, like, they start, like, rushing the stage. But MacGyver, like, he throws another flash bomb down, grabs Mama Lorraine and Shireen, and then they head to the basement. Well, they run away. They run out. Yeah, they run out of the room. Yeah. So they get ready to go, and they go through the tunnels, and they get to the gate, and MacGyver pulls the wire on the gate, releasing the brick, which then just sends the oil drums rolling back down. They slam into Concasaur and all his men, and you can see the guys like going all over the place, yeah. like just flying all over the place. And uh, we kind of cut to commercial and come back for the finale of the episode. I, right. I'm like, <laughs> wait. I was like, that. that's it? Yeah. That's it. That's it. He defeats them all with barrels. Yep. Not just that. So that was the only way in and out. So all the other people that are in that room also probably got stuck behind all those barrels, too. Absolutely. Because we don't see the resolution of that. We just see that MacGyver has gone back to Mama Lorraine's after getting the uh, the correct treatments at the hospital, and now he's good as new. Yeah, Like, right. he's absolutely as good as new. Um she tells MacGyver that Shireen is going to make a full co- recovery and she can testify at Devro's trial. Uh, according to Mama Lorraine, uh, Devro and all of his men misused the gods badly and the spirits will be avenged. Right. And now I will say that MacGyver initially scoffs at this and Mama Lorraine's like, MacGyver, are you really questioning this after everything you've been through? And I like that he had finally admits, he's like, you know what? You're right. I actually have a lot to learn about your religion right like and i appreciated that he finally was just like you know what no i'm not going to pretend that i know everything right right um and so we get we get a we get a we get a fun closing out here um and i think this is a first for the series so we're going to let this play and then I'll, I'll ask the question afterwards the spirits will be avenged well with all due respect mama i think the courts will put them away before the spirits do really magaiva how can you say that after all you've seen and experienced okay I admit it. I have a lot to learn about your religion, yes. For Papa Legba, the god of communication and understanding. You know, after all your luck, you owe the spirits a goat. A goat? But don't worry. I told them you are a vegetarian. Oh, so bean what do you curds. think? What do you think? What do you think he sacrificed a pile of bean curds? I think he sacrificed a tofurkey, <laughs> a turducken, a tofurkin, a tofurkin, a tomurkin, a tofu turkey chicken, a tofu merkin. So that leads me to my question: Is this the first time? Like we have, it's seen, it's been alluded to with the bean curds and the food in his fridge, and you know, uh, Pete kind of shitting on his food choices. Is this the first time we've actually heard MacGyver mentioned as a vegetarian in 131 episodes? I want to say it is direct. Well, no, Murdoch told him. So I made a murder. Oh, I made, I made a, made a meal for you and it's meal. A vegetarian. That's right. Holy shit! How did I forget that? Right. So I don't think it's. We've never, I guess, MacGyver's never explicitly said it other than whipped bean curds in his fridge. Right. And, I don't know. some In his vegan ginger ale. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. So, you can say that he's he's vegetarian. All right. All I right. think it's fair. All right, fine. So, this is not the first mention of him, but I just, I thought that was funny that Mama Lorraine's like, don't worry, I, you don't have to sacrifice the goat, but you are going to have to sacrifice one of your best friends. <laughs> You've seen enough people die. What's one more? <laughs> right, exactly. Sacrifice it to the gods, MacGyver. Um, but no, I did. I appreciated it again that like MacGyver finally like admits, you know what? I'm not going to say that I'm wrong. 
but I, or yeah. I, 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 I know I have a lot to learn. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. So I, I'm actually going to bump my rating up to three. Really? From, from a two. David. Yes. You don't, uh. So I want to hear your mullets first. Well, I really didn't think much about it. I was like, four mullets. I mean, I enjoyed it. Like yeah. earlier, I'm like, yeah, it could have been anything. It was all over the place. But I did enjoy it for whatever reason. So I'm going to give it one mullet for talking about voodoo. Um, okay. I don't know if this would have been an episode that would have been found uh, offensive to anyone who practices I anything like this. I kind of wondered about that. I don't know because it's very rare in primetime television, I yeah, guess a- you could say. Absolutely. Um, one mullet for Mac being a dick about religion, like not even hiding it. Like in the past, oh God, no. in the past, he's kind of danced around it a little bit, or like you know, his friends who are priests and et cetera, et cetera. It's never been an issue, but now he's like, okay, voodoo. All right, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, and he's having a really hard time with it. I think that I thought that was nice. Um, a mullet for Baron Samdi. I mean, I I liked. Well, endeavor. I mean, Devereaux slash Baron Samdi. I guess you could say. Yeah, I liked him. I, I enjoyed I, him as I, a villain. I did, I did too, absolutely. He actually captivated me a little bit, so I, I enjoyed watching those scenes. And a mullet for like all the the the, the silent, the the speech free MacGyverism. So like he all the time that was spent on watching MacGyver just sitting and thinking. I liked it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I it agree. Made it feel I, more real. I thought that was cool. Absolutely. So that's your four? Absolutely, Dave. All right. right. So I I bumped mine up to a three. So I gave one mullet for MacGyver as Baron Samdi. (laughs) Okay. Not just MacGyver as Baron Samdi, but just the Baron Samdi as a whole. Like, I just find that like a fascinating thing. I I really Uh enjoyed that. Um, I gave Mama Lorraine a mullet because I I like her. Yeah. I think she's she's enjoyable. And I think this is actually the last time we see her this season, series. Um, And then I gave a mullet to MacGyver's. I've got a lot to learn about your religion moment. Mm. Like finally, mm. like stop being a dick yeah. and realize that there you, your religion is not the only one. Like right, you've got a lot to learn here, pal. Exactly. Um, so I gave it three. Not a bad, not, not bad. I bumped it from a two to a three. Better than I expected that it would be. I enjoyed it in an odd way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's just, oh, man, man. I'm going to be hard pressed to find a lot of season seven that I would actually absolutely rewatch. Absolutely. Um. Except for this, mm, Greg. David. This is the episode that prompted you and I two years ago to decide that we needed to do the entire series. It's right here. This is the moment that we have been waiting for. We're on the threshold, David. For 131 episodes, we've been waiting for and this. And we haven't cheated. We haven't looked ahead. We have not looked ahead at all. Before I get into what next episode is i need you guys to hear this because this is going to be a special special episode next so the next episode is a two-parter now rather than greg and i split it into two episodes you're going to get the entire episode in one bonus extra length episode super long super long so if i if i'm doing this correctly this will be friday so friday's episode will be a double length episode but you'll also get another episode tuesday so, the next episode that you will be hearing will be Season 7, Episodes 7 and 8, Good Night MacGyver, Part 1 and 2. While tracing his family roots, 
MacGyver is knocked unconscious and transported back to the court of King Arthur, where he is asked to free a princess from the clutches of a tyrannical queen. Accompanied by Merlin, they must stop the queen together from causing destruction with an early form of gunpowder. What a weird synopsis that was. <laughs> Those are the back from the back of the DVD. But like that's I combined parts one and two synopses. Yeah. But that's how the second one ended. They must stop the evil queen from causing destruction with an early form of gunpowder. <laughs> so there it is. This is the one we've been waiting for. This is what we said in the third episode of this show. Yep, we gotta do the whole we gotta do the whole we thing. We waited 131 episodes. So you're gonna get a double whammy. You're gonna get both parts in one episode. So episodes one thirty two and one thirty three will be in the next episode. I am I'm very excited. I can't fucking. Wait. I really want to see this, and I. It's like okay, everything after this will just be, will be gravy. Because everything after this, because we get episode eight, so we're only gonna we have six episodes left after we conclude next next week's episode. This episode, yep. so we're we're really coming into the end of the wire. So here. close, everyone. And we're also gonna be prepping you guys starting next episode with Goodnight MacGyver. Greg and I will be giving some announcements about where we're headed next. So. Please stay on with us. You're gonna you're gonna want to hear what we have to say because um, we've got a couple of important updates for you guys to uh, to follow along with. So please be sure to check back with us for the next episode. Greg, that's gonna wrap it up for episode 131 this week. If you guys liked what you heard, you can find us on Facebook at Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind. You can find us on Twitter at Blow Your Mind 14. You can find us on Instagram at Champa Klein. You can email us let us blow your mind at gmail.com. You can find us on our website, champacline.com, where not only can you find these episodes of Mullets and Memories, but you can also find the episodes of our flagship series, Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind, as well as our 24-hour podcast, the 1440. So go ahead and check us out there. Finally, as Greg and I get ready to close this bad Larry out. I'm sorry, this bad MacGyver out. Mm. Leave us a review on iTunes. Please. Please. That would be great. We've got a couple. We've had a few in the last couple of weeks. We'd love to get a few more listeners in there with us. Uh, if not, we love you guys. We love our listeners. It'd be awesome. We, we love the support that you guys have been giving us. We'd really love to to ring it in with some uh, with some new listeners and, and close us out. It would and, be uh, a gem. It would be delightful. It would be very uplifting. We'd love to move over to the new show uh, with a whole slew of new listeners, new and old. So um, definitely consider leaving us a review on iTunes. But uh, but I think that's gonna uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up. So so for Mullets and Memories this week, I am the creepy Voodoo doll. I am MacGyver's expanding mind in terms of a spiritual uh, say experiences. <laughs> Have a fantastic week, everybody. Well, and maybe it's time for a smoke.